You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. Entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Diana, Princess of Wales. Diana Frances Nee Spencer. Born July 1st, 1961. Died August 31st, 1997. Was a member of the British royal family as the first wife of Charles, Prince of Wales, who was the eldest child and heir apparent of Queen Elizabeth II. Diana was born into the Spencer family, a family of British nobility with royal ancestry and was the fourth child and third daughter of John Spencer, Viscount Althrop, and Frances Roche. She grew up in Park House, situated on the Sandringham Estate, and was educated in England and Switzerland. In 1975, after her father inherited the title of Earl Spencer, she became known as Lady Diana Spencer. She became to prominence in February 1981 when her engagement to Prince Charles was announced to the entire world. Diana's wedding to the Prince of Wales took place at St. Paul's Cathedral on July 29, 1981 and reached a global television audience of over 750 million people. During her marriage, Diana was Princess of Wales, Duchess of Cornwall, Duchess of Rossay, and Countess of Chester. The marriage produced two sons, the Princes William and Henry, Henry, or excuse me, William and Harry, who were then respectively second and third in the line of succession to the British throne. As the Princess of Wales, Diana undertook royal duties on behalf of the Queen and represented her at functions overseas.
She was celebrated for her charity work and for her support on the international campaign to ban landmines. She was also celebrated, involved with dozens of charities, including London's Great Ormond Street Hospital for Children, of which she was the president from 1989. Diana remained the object of worldwide media scrutiny during and after her marriage, which ended in divorce on August 28, 1996. Media attention and public mourning were extensive after her death in a car crash in a Paris tunnel on August 31, 1997, one year later, and the subsequent televised funeral. Diana Frances Spencer was born July 1, 1961, in Park House, Sandringham, Norfolk, she was the fourth of five children of John Spencer, Viscount Althorpe, 1924 to 1992, and his first wife, Frances, Nee Roche, 1936 to 2004. The Spencer family had been close allied with the British royal family for several generations. Both Diana's grandmothers had served as ladies-in-waiting to Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. The Spencers were hoping for a boy to carry on the family line, and no name was chosen for a week until they settled on Diana Francis, after her mother and Diana Russell, Duchess of Bedford, her distant relative, whom she also known as Lady Diana Spencer, before marriage, and was prospective Princess of Wales. On August 30th, 1961, Diana was baptized at St. Mary's Magdalene Church, Sandringham. She had three siblings, Sarah, Jane, and Charles. Her infant brother, John, died shortly after his birth one year before Diana was born. The desire for her heir added strain to Spencer's marriage, and Lady Althorpe was reportedly sent to Harley Street Clinics in London to determine the cause of the problem. The experience was described as humiliating by Diana's younger brother, Charles. It was a dreadful time for my parents and probably the root of their divorce because I don't think they ever got over it. Diana grew up in Park House, situated on Sandringham's estates. The Spencer leased the house from its owner, Queen Elizabeth II. The royal family frequently holidayed the neighboring Sandringham house, and Diana played with Prince Andrews, and Edwards as a child. Diana was seven years old when her parents divorced. Her mother later began a relationship with Peter Shad Kidd and married him in 1969. Diana lived with her mother in London during her parents' separation in 1967. But during that year's Christmas holidays, Lord Althorpe refused to let Diana return to London with Lady Althorpe. Shortly afterwards, he won custody of Diana with support from his former mother-in-law, Ruth Roche, Baroness Fermi. In 1972, Lord Althorpe began a relationship with Rain, Countess of Dartmouth, 
the only daughter of Alexander McCordadale and Dame Barbara Cartland. They married at Caxton Hall, London, in 1976. Diana became known as Lady Diana after her, later, after her father later inherited the title of Earl of Spencer in 1975, at which point her father moved the entire family from Park House to Althorpe, the Spencer seat in Northampton. Diana was first homeschooled under the supervision of her governess, Gertrude Allen. She began her formal education at Silifid Private School in Gayton, Norfolk, and moved to Riddlesworth Hall School, an all-girls boarding school near Dis, when she was nine. She joined her sisters at Weth Heath Girls School in Sevenoaks, Kent, in 1973. She did not shine academically failing her O-levels twice. Her outstanding community spirit was recognized with an award from West Health. She left West Heath and was when she was 16. Her brother Charles recalls her as being quite shy up until that time. She showed up, she showed a talent for music as an accomplished pianist. Diana also excelled in swimming and diving and studied ballet and tap dance. After attending Institut Alpine Vermonte, a finishing school in Rogemont, Switzerland, for one term in 1978, Diana returned to London, where she shared her mother's flat with two school friends. In London, she took advanced cooking courses, but seldom cooked for her roommates. She took a series of low-paying jobs. She worked as a dance instructor for youth until a skiing accident caused her to miss three months of work. She then found employment as a playground preschool assistant, did some cleaning work for her sister Sarah and several of her friends, and acted as a hostess at parties. Diana spent time working as a nanny for the Robertsons, an American family living in London, and worked as a nursery teacher's assistant at the Young England School in Pimlico. In July 1979, her mother brought her a flat at Colohern Court in Earl's Court as an 18th birthday present. She lived there with three flatmates until February 25th, 1981. Diana first met Charles, Prince of Wales, when she was 16 in November 1977. He was dating her older sister, Lady Sarah. They were guests at a country weekend during the summer of 1980, when she watched him play polo, and he took a serious interest in Diana as a potential bride. The relationship progressed when he invited her for sailing weekend to Cowes aboard the Royal Yacht Britannia. This was followed by an invitation to Balmoral the royal family's Scottish residence, to meet his family a weekend in November 1980. Lady Diana was well received by the Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Prince Charles subsequently courted Diana in London. The Prince proposed on February 6, 1981. 
and Lady Diana accepted. But their engagement was kept secret for the next few weeks. The wedding of Charles, Prince of Wales, and Lady Diana Spencer took place on Wednesday, July 29, 1981, at St. Paul's Cathedral, London, United Kingdom. The ceremony was a traditional Church of England wedding service. Notable figures in attendance included many members of the royal family from across the world, Republican head of states, and members of the brides and grooms' families. Their marriage was widely billed as a fairy tale wedding and the wedding of the century. It was watched by an estimated global TV audience of 750 million people. The United Kingdom had a national holiday on that day to mark the wedding. The couple separated in 1992 and divorced in 1996. The Prince of Wales had known Lady Diana Spencer for several years. He took serious interest in her as a potential bride. When they were guests at a country weekend, she watched him play polo. The Queen, Prince Philip, Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, everybody loved Diana. The couple had several dates in London. Diana and Charles had been seeing each other for about six months when he had proposed on February 3rd. 1981 in the nursery at the Windsor Castle. Diana had planned a holiday for the next week and Charles hoped she would use the time to consider her answer. Diana accepted, but they kept the engagement secret. The engagement came official February 24, 1981, after Diana selected an elegant, large, 30,000 sterling engagement ring that consisted of 14 solitaire diamonds surrounding a 12-carat oval blue Cylon sapphire set in an 18-carat white gold. Many copies of the ring have been made in well-established jewelry shops and high street fashion chains worldwide. Now on to the wedding. 3,500 guests made up the congregation at St. Paul's Cathedral. Charles and Diana selected St. Paul's over Westminster Abbey, the traditional site of royal weddings, because St. Paul's offered more seating and permitted a longer procession through London. The ceremony was a traditional Church of England wedding service, presided over by the Most Reverend Robert Runus, Archbishop of Canterbury, and the Very Reverend Alan Webster, Dean of St. Paul's Cathedral. An estimated 750 million people watched the ceremony worldwide. And this figure allegedly rose to a billion when the radio audience is added in, although there is no means of verifying these figures. Two million spectators lined the route of Diana's procession from Clarence House, with 4,000 police and 2,200 military officers to manage the crowds. All of the Queen's governor general, as well as Europe's crown heads, attended with the exception of King Juan Carlos I of Spain. The Spanish king was advised not to attend by his government because the newlyweds' honeymoon included a stopover in the disputed territory of Gibraltar. Mm -hmm. 
Most of Europe's elected head states were among the guests. With the exception of the president of Greece, Constantine Karamelis, who declined because Greece exiled Marcus monarch Constantine II, a kinsman and a friend of the bridegroom, had him been invited as King of the Hellenes. And the president of Ireland, Patrick Hillary, who was advised by Tausich Charles Howie not to attend because of the dispute over the status of Northern Ireland. Then First Lady Nancy Reagan represented the United States at the wedding. Regiments from the Commonwealth realms participated in the procession, including the Royal Regiment of Canada. Lady Diana arrived at the cathedral in glass coach with her father, John Spencer, 8th Earl Spencer, and escorted by six mounted Metropolitan Police officers. She arrived almost on time for the 1120 ceremony. The carriage was too small to hold the two of them comfortably due to the voluminous dress and train. She made a three and a half minute walk up the red carpet aisle with the sumptuous 25 foot or eight meter train of gown behind her. Diana, being Diana, accidentally changed the order of Charles's names during their vows saying, Phillips, Charles, Arthur, George, instead of the correct Charles, Phillips, Arthur, George. Charles, being Charles, also made an error. He said he would offer her thy goods instead of my worldly goods. <laughs> she did not promise to obey him as part of the traditional vows. That word was eliminated at the couple's request, which caused a sensation at the time. Other church representatives present who gave prayers after the service was former Archbishop of Canterbury, Donald Cogan, Cardinal Basso Hume, the Right Reverend Andrew Doig, and the Reverend Harry Williams. Three choirs, three orchestras, and a fanfare assemble played the music for the service. These were the Bach Choir, the Choir of St. Paul's Cathedral, the Choir of Trapel Royal, the Orchestra of Royal Opera House, the Philharmonia Orchestra, the English Chamber Orchestra, and a fanfare ensemble from the Royal Military School. The choirs were conducted by Barry Rose, the choir master at St. Paul's Cathedral, the cathedral's organist Christopher Dernley, and its suborganist John Scott played the organ. The orchestra at the Royal House, the Philharmonia Orchestra, and the English Chamber Orchestra were constructed by Sir David Wilcox, who was the director of the Royal College of Music, Richard Popwell, the organist at Chapel Royal, and Sir Colin Davis, who was the musical director of the Covent Garden. The music and songs used during the wedding, including Prince of Denmark's March, I Vow to Thee, My Country, Pomp and Circumstance Number no. 4, and the British National Anthem. New Zealand soprano Kiri Tikawa sang, Let the Bright Sephram from G.F. Handel's Samson. And Diana's wedding dress was valued at 9,000 sterling, equivalent to about 31,000 sterling today. 
The dress was made of ivory silk taffeta, decorated with lace, hand embroidery, sequins, and 10,000 pearls. It was designed by Elizabeth and David Emmanuel and had a 25-foot train of ivory taffeta and antique lace. Charles wore his full-dress naval commander uniform. The bride wore her Spencer family heirloom tiara. According to her brother, Charles Spencer, Diana was unused to wearing a tiara and gave her a headache. Diana was reported to have spilled perfume all over her wedding dress. The official perfumer of the royal wedding was the House of Hobegant, the oldest French fragrance company in the world. The royal couple had seven bridal attendants. 11-year-old Lord Nicholas Windsor, son of Duke and Duchess of Kent, and 8-year-old Edward Van Crustum, godson of the Prince of Wales, were page boys. Diana's bridesmaids were 17-year-old Lady Sarah Armstrong Jones, daughter of the Earl of Snowden and Princess Margaret, 13-year-old India Hicks, the granddaughter of Earl Mountainbaud of Burma, and daughter of David and Lady Pamela Hicks, six-year-old Catherine Cameron, daughter of Donald and Lady Cecil Cameron, and granddaughter of Marcus Lothian, 11-year-old Sarah Jane Gasly, daughter of Nick Gasly and his wife, and the five-year-old Clementine Humbro, daughter of Rupert Humbro and Hans Mercer Humbro, now Countess Peel, and granddaughter of Lord of Lady Somas, and great-granddaughter of Sir Winston Churchill. Andrew and Edward were Prince of Wales supporters, which is the equivalent of best man for a royal wedding. The couple had 120 guests went to Buckingham Palace for a wedding breakfast following the ceremony. Diana and Charles made traditional appearances on the balcony of Buckingham Palace at one o'clock standard time and delighted the crowd when they kissed. The couple had 27 wedding cakes. The Naval Armed Forces supplied the official wedding cake. David Avery, head baker at the Royal Navy Cooking School in Chatham, Kent, made the cake over 14 weeks. They made two identical cakes in case one was damaged. The couple's other wedding cake was created by Belgian pastry chef S.G. Sender, who was known as the cake maker to the kings. Another wedding cake was created by Chef Nicholas Lodge. Chef Nicholas had previously made the Queen Mother's 80th birthday cake and would be commissioned to create a christening cake for Prince Harry. The just married sign was attached to the Landau by Prince Andrew and Edward, which raised smiles as the married couple was driven on to Westminster Bridge to catch the train from Waterloo Station to Romsey in Hampshire to begin their honeymoon. The couple left from Waterloo Station in the British Royal Train, number 975025, Caroline. They traveled to Broadlands, where Princess Charles' parents had spent their wedding night in 1947. They stayed there for three days, then flew to Gibraltar, where they boarded the Royal Yacht Britannia for an 11-day cruise of the Mediterranean visiting Tunisia, Sardinia, Greece, and Egypt. They then flew to Scotland where the rest of the royal family had gathered at Balmore Castle 
to spend time in a hunting lodge on the estate. It was during that time the press was given an arranged opportunity to take pictures. The couple then made their home at Kensington Palace at Highgrove House near Tetbury. On November 5th, 1981, the princess's pregnancy was officially announced. In January 1982, 12 weeks into the pregnancy, Diana fell down a staircase in Sanningaribbe, and the royal gynecologist Sir George Pinker was summoned to London. He found that although she had suffered bruising, the fetus was uninjured. In the private Linda wing of St. Mary's Hospital in Paddington, London, on June 21, 1982, under the care of Pinker, the princess gave birth to the couple's first son and heir, William Arthur Philip Lewis. Amidst some media criticism, she decided to take William, still a baby, on her first major tours of the Australia and New Zealand but the decision was properly applauded. By her own admission, the Princes of Wales had not initially intended to take William until it was suggested by Malcolm Fraser, the Australian Prime Minister. A second son, Henry Charles Albert David, was born September 15, 1984. The princess asserted she and the prince were closest during her pregnancy with Harry as with the younger prince has always known. She was aware her second child was a boy, but did not share the knowledge with anyone else, including the Prince of Wales. Suggestions that Harry's father is not Charles, but James Hewitt, with whom Diana had an affair, are based on alleged physical similarities between Hewitt and Harry. However, Harry was born before the affair began. Diana gave her sons wider experiences than usual for royal children. She rarely deferred to the prince or the royal family and was often instigent when it came to the children. She chose their first given names, dismissed a royal family nanny who engaged one of her own choosing, selected their schools and clothing, planned their outings, and took them to school herself as often as her schedule permitted. She also organized her public duties around their timetables. Problems and Separation Five years into the marriage, the couple's incompatible and age difference of almost 13 years became visible and damaging. Diana's concern about Charles' relationship with Camelia Parker Bowles also had a negative impact on the marriage. During the 1990s, the marriage of princes, Prince and Princess of Wales fell apart. The event was first suppressed, then sensationalized by the world media. The prince and princess both spoke to the press through friends, each blamed the other for the marriage's demise. The couple's marital difficulties were publicly reported as early as 1985. Prince Charles resumed his affair with Camelia Parker Bowles. Diana later began an extramarital relationship with Major James Hewitt. 
These affairs were exposed in May 1992 with the publication of Andrew Morton's book, Diana, Her True Story. The book was serialized before publication in the Sunday Times, the book which also revealed the prince's alleged suicidal unhappiness caused a media storm. During 1992 and 1993, leaked tapes of telephone conversations negatively reflected on both the royal antagonists. Tape recordings of the princess and James Gibley were made available by the Sun newspaper's hotline in 1992. The transcripts of the intimate conversations were published by the newspaper the same month. The article titled Squiddygate referenced Ghibli's affectionate nickname for Diana. Next to the surface in November 1992 were leaked Gate tapes intimate exchanges between the Prince of Wales and Camellia, published in the tabloids in December 1992. Prime Minister John Major announced the couple's amicable separation to the House of Commons, and the full Camellia Gate transcript was published a month later in the newspapers in January 1993. In 1993, the Mirror Group newspapers published photographs of the princess that were taken by gym owner Bruce Taylor. The photos showed her exercising in the gym, LA Fitness, wearing a leotard and cycling shorts. The princess's lawyers immediately filed a criminal complaint that sought a permanent ban on the sale and publication of the photographs around the world. However, some newspapers outside the UK published the pictures. The court granted an injunction against Taylor and the Mirror Cruise Group News Group that prohibited further publication of the pictures. Mirror Group newspapers later issued an apology after facing much criticism from the public. It is said that Mirror gave the princess one million sterling as a payment for her legal costs and donated 200,000 sterling to her charities. Taylor apologized as well and paid Diana 300,000 sterling, although it was alleged that the member of the royal family had helped him financially. Diana's aunt-in-law, Princess Margaret, burned highly personal letters that Diana wrote to the Queen Mother in 1993 because she considered them so private. Biographer William Shawcross wrote, No doubt Princess Margaret felt that she was protecting her mother and other members of the family. He considered Princess Margaret's actions to be understandable, although regrettable from historical viewpoint. Diana blamed Camelia Parker Bowles for her marital troubles because of Camellia's previous relationship with the prince. And at some point she began to believe that he had other affairs. In October, 1993, the princess wrote to a friend that she believed her husband was now in love with his personal assistants and his son's former nanny, Tiggy Leg Bork, and wanted to marry her. Leg Bork had been hired by the prince as a young companion for his sons 
while they were in his care. And the princess was resentful of Legpork and her relationship with the young princess. On December 3, 1993, the Princess of Wales announced her withdrawal from public life. In the meantime, rumors had begun to surface about the Princess of Wales' relationship with Hewitt, who was the family's former writing instructor. These rumors would be brought into the open by the publication of the 1994, a book of Anna Pastrick titled Princess in Love which was filmed under the same title in the movie directed by David Green in 1996. The Princess of Wales was portrayed by Julie Cox and James Hewitt was portrayed by Christopher Villiers. Prince Charles sought public understanding via a televised interview with Jonathan Dimbley on July, June 29, 1994. In an interview, he confirmed his own extramarital affair with Camille Parker Bowles, saying that he had rekindled their association in 1986, only after his marriage to the princess had irretrievably broken down. Authors Tina Brown, Sally Bell Smith, Sarah Bradford are some of the many writers who fully supported Diana's own admission in her 1995 BBC Panorama interview that she had suffered from depression, rampant bulimia, and engaged numerous times in the act of self-mutilation. The show's transcript records Diana confirming many of her problems to interviewer Martin Bashir, including that she had hurt her arms and legs. The combination of illness which Diana herself said she suffered resulted in some of her biographers opining that she had borderline personality disorder. very serious. Journalist Martin Bashir, during the divorce, interviewed Diana for the BBC current affairs show Panorama. The interview was broadcast on November 20th, 1995. In reference to her relationship with Hewitt, the princess said to Bashir, yes, I adore him. Yes, I was in love with him but I was very let down by him. Referring to her husband's affair with Camelia Parker Bowles, she said, well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. On herself, she said, I'd like to be queen of people's hearts. On the prince's suitability for kingship, she stated, because I know the character, I would think that the top job, as I call it, would bring enormous limitations to him and I don't know whether he could adapt to that. On December 20th, 1995, Buckingham Palace publicly announced that the Queen had sent letters to the Prince and Princes of Wales advising them to divorce. The Queen's move was backed by the Prime Minister and senior Privy Councillors, and according to the BBC, was decided after two weeks of talks. Prince Charles formally agreed to the divorce in a written statement soon afterwards. In February 1996, the princess announced her engagement after negotiations with the prince and the representatives of the queen, irritating Buckingham Palace by issuing her own announcement of the divorce agreement and its terms. In July 1996, the couple agreed on the terms of their divorce. 
The divorce was finalized on August 28, 1996. Diana received a lump sum settlement of 17 million sterling, as well as 400,000 sterling per year. The couple signed a confidential agreement that prohibited them from discussing the details of the divorce or of their married life. The day before the decree absolute a divorce, letters patients were issued with general rules to regulate royal titles after divorce. Diana lost her style, her royal highness, because she was no longer married to the Prince of Wales and instead was styled Diana, Princess of Wales. The Queen reportedly wanted to let Diana continue to use the style after her divorce, but Charles had insisted on removing it. As the mother of the prince expected to one day ascend to the throne, she was accorded the same precedence she enjoyed during her marriage. Prince William was reported to have reassured his mother, don't worry, mummy, I will give it back to you one day when I am king. Almost a year before, according to Tina Brown, the Duke of Edinburgh had warned the Princess of Wales, if you don't behave, my girl, we'll take your title away. And she is said to have replied, my title is a lot older than yours, Philip. Diana and mother quarreled in May 1997 after she told Hello Magazine that Diana was happy to lose her title of Her Royal Highness following her controversial divorce from Prince Charles. They were reportedly not on speaking terms with each other at the time of Diana's death. Buckingham Palace stated that the Princess of Wales was still a member of the royal family because she was the mother of the second and third in line to the throne. This was confirmed by the deputy coroner of the Queen's household, Baroness Butler Sauce, after a pre-hearing on January 8, 2007. I am satisfied that at her death, Diana, Princess of Wales, continued to be considered a member of the royal household. This appears to have confirmed the High Court Judicial Review, matter of Alfea and Ors versus Butler Sloss. In that case, three High Court judges accepted submissions that the very name coroner to the Queen's household gave the appearance of the partiality in the context of the inquests into the deaths of two people, one of whom was the member of the royal family and one who was not. In October 1981, the Prince and Princess visited Wales. Diana attended the state opening of Parliament for the first time on November 4, 1981. Her first solo engagement was to visit Regent Street on November 18, 1981, to switch on the Christmas lights. She attended the Trooping of the Colour for the first time in June 1982, making her appearance on the balcony of Buckingham Palace afterwards. The princess made her inaugural overseas tour in September 1982 to attend the state funeral of Grace, Princess of Monaco. Also in 1982, Diana accompanied the Prince of Wales to the Netherlands and was created a Grand Cross of the Order of the Crown by Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands. In 1983, she accompanied the Prince of Wales in the Netherlands and created a Grand Cross of the Order of the Crown 
for Prince William, where they met with the representatives of the Maori people. Their visit to Canada in June and July 1983 included a trip to Edmonton to open the 1983 Summer Universade and stop a Newfoundland to commemorate the 400th anniversary of that island's acquisition by the Crown. In February 1984, Diana was the patron of the London City Ballet, where she traveled to Norway on her own to attend performance organized by the company. In April 1985, the Prince and Princess of Wales visited Italy and were later joined by Prince William and Henry, Harry. In November 1985, the couple visited the United States, meeting President Ronald Reagan, First Lady Nancy Reagan at the White House. Diana had a very busy year in 1986. She embarked with the Prince of Wales on a tour of Japan, Indonesia, Spain, and Canada. In Canada, they visited Expo 86. In 1988, the Prince and Princess of Wales visited Thailand and toured Australia for the Bicentary Elf celebrations. In February 1989, she spent a few days in New York as a solo visit. During a tour of a Harlem hospital center, she made a profound impact on the publicly by spontaneously hugging a seven-year-old child with AIDS. In March 1990, she and the Prince of Wales toured Nicaragua and Cameroon. The president of Cameroon hosted an official dinner to welcome them to the Yaoundé. Highlights of the tour included visits by the Princess of Wales to hospitals and projects focusing on women's development. In May 1990, they visited Hungary for four days. It was the first visit by the members of the royal family to a former Warsaw Pact country. They attended a dinner hosted by interim president Afed Gonzalez and viewed fashion display at the Museum of Applied Arts in Budapest. Pedo Institute was among the places where they visited by the princesses as she presented it to its director with an honorary OBE. In November 1990, the royal couple went to Japan to attend the enthronement of the Emperor Akihito. In her desire to play an encouraging role during the Gulf War, the Princes of Wales visited Germany in December 1990 to meet with the families of soldiers. She subsequently traveled to Germany in 19, January 1991 to visit Royal Air Force Base Bruggen and later wrote an encouraging letter which was published in Soldier Navy News and RAF, RAF News. In 1991, the Prince and Princess of Wales visited Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. When, where they were presented with the university with a replica of their royal charter. In September 1991, the princess visited Pakistan on a solo trip and went to Brazil with Charles. During the Brazilian tour, Diana paid visits to organizations that battled homelessness among the street children. Her final trip with Charles was to India and South Korea in 1992. She visited Mother Teresa's hospice in Kolakota, India in 1992 
and the two women developed a personal relationship. Between 1992 and 1993, Peter Settelin, a voice coach, was hired to help her develop her public speaking voice. Although in December 1993, she had announced that she would withdraw from public life, she stated in November 1994 that she wished to make a partial return in her capacity as the Vice President of the British Red Cross. She was interested in playing an important part for its 125th anniversary celebrations. Later, the Queen formally invited her to attend the anniversary celebrations of D-Day. In February 1995, the princess visited Japan. She paid a formal visit to Emperor Akihito and Empress Michiko. In June 1995, Diana went to Venice to visit the Venice Biano Art Festival and also visited Moscow where she received the International Leonardo Prize. In November 1995, the princess undertook a four-day trip to Argentina in order to attend a charity event. The princess visited many other countries, including Belgium, Nepal, Switzerland, and Zimbabwe, alongside numerous others. During her separation from Charles, which lasted almost four years, she participated in major national occasions as a senior member of the royal family, notably including the commemorations of the 50th anniversaries of the Victory in Europe Day and Victory Over Japan Day in 1995. The princess's 36th and final birthday celebration was held at Tate Gallery, which was also a commemorative event for the gallery's 100th anniversary. In 1983, she confided in then premier of Newfoundland, Brian Peckford. I am finding it very difficult to cope with the pressures of being the Princess of Wales, but I am learning to cope with it. As Princess of Wales, she is expected to make regular public appearances at hospitals, schools, and other facilities in the 20th century model of royal patronage. From the mid-1980s, she became increasingly associated with numerous charities. She carried out 191 official engagements in 1988 alone and 397 in 1991. The princess developed an intense interest in serious illness and health-related matters outside her purview of traditional royal involvement, including AIDS and leprosy. In recognition of her effect as a philanthropist. Stephen Lee, director of the UK Institute of Charity Fundraising Managers, said, her overall effect on charity is probably more significant than any other person's in the 20th century. In addition to health-related matters, Diana's extensive charity work included campaigning for animal protection and her fight against the use of landmines she was the patroness of charities and organizations working with the homeless, youth, drug addicts, and the elderly. From 1989, she was president of the Great Osmond Street Hospital for Children, 
From 1991 to 1996, she was the patron of Headway, a brain injury association. She was a patron of the Natural History Museum and president of the Royal Academy of Music. From 1984 to 1976, she was president of Bardo's, a charity founded by Thomas John Bardo in 1866 to care for vulnerable children and young people. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.